Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast, featuring dream-accelerating inspiration. I'm Jeff Meyer, your host, author, entrepreneur, and coach. My goal with this podcast is to help you identify and clarify your own dream by taking wisdom from others' successes and challenges. If you're looking to take action on your dream, to make a difference doing something you love, but your fears are holding you back, then this podcast is for you. If you're interested in finding additional support, you can also check out my Dream Accelerator coaching program designed to help realize your full potential and reshape your future. As always, you can learn more about my Dream Accelerator program at jeffmeyer.org. Using my Dream Accelerating formula, heart-centered entrepreneurs can focus on their dream, name their fears, change their mindset, define their next, and move forward anyway. Welcome back, fellow dreamers. It is great to be with you again. Jeff Meyer, host of the Move Forward Anyway podcast, and I'm so excited to introduce you today to, to Jason Steendalen or Stendalen. Um, it's Steendalen, and that's a good Norwegian name, brother. I am grateful for our emerging friendship, and I'm grateful to have you on this podcast today. So why don't you introduce yourself, and we'll get rolling. Jeff, it, it's been really nice getting to know you here, and uh, I appreciate you having me on the podcast here. Looking forward to it. Um, again, like you said, it's Jason Steendalen. Most people say Stendalen, which is totally fine. Uh, I'm an owner and insurance agent with C4 Insurance. Um, I'm married to my wife, Abby. Uh, we live in the Verona area. Um, I have a 16-year-old daughter named Delaney, and my wife and I own four businesses between the two of us. So uh, we tend to keep ourselves very busy, but for all intents and purposes, C4 is my, my baby. Yep. So... So you're an entrepreneur at heart. Tell me about the other three businesses that you guys own together. Uh, so my wife has owned her own business. Uh, I think she's in her 27th, maybe 28th year. She owns a salon and cuts hair. Um, and then we own a, a commercial space where we have salon suites in there for rent. So my wife occupies one of the suites and then we rent out seven suites to other tenants. Um, and then I have a management uh, portion uh, that manages that property and then uh, owns part of C4. So, Wow. So you haven't always been an entrepreneur, is that correct? No, that is, tr that is correct. You know, I started out, uh, you know, went to high school. I figured out maybe kind of what I wanted to do when I got older. I, you know, I love tearing <laughs> tearing things apart and fixing things. I like using my brain and my hands to come up with ways to either fix or take parts and make other things out of them. Um, and I did that for quite some time, but then realized early on that looking at my superiors and my bosses and the higher ups, like it really wasn't where I envisioned myself being and needed to make a change. Um, so I got more into like the sales side of things and experimented with some other roles in real estate um, and then got into like a recruiting position for high level banking positions, um, but then really found a niche with, uh, I did, 
I started working with a bunch of friends in construction sales um, and, and really enjoyed that side of things. Was very successful most of the places that I had been, most of the jobs I had had. And then kind of the market crash in 08 happened and then um, was let go. I was low man on the totem pole and I just kind of had to retool and figure out what I was going to do. And so that's when I, you know, basically, like I said, I had found success with various, I guess, W-2 positions, right, and employee type positions. But every year, I, even if you had a great year, you were always starting over, right, at zero. So you'd have a great year and then you start all over at zero. And there was something about the residual income of building a business that kept growing as you grew, right? If you have a stellar year, then you could reap the benefits of that year after year, as long as you continue to do a good job. So I researched those kinds of businesses and, and found insurance to be kind of interesting. I tend to get bored pretty easily. Um, and I, I thought that that would be a good opportunity to work with various people, various businesses, and learn different things as I went along, right? And helping them and understanding different I guess different businesses or different risk characteristics for each one, each person, right? Um, yeah. And so I started with a direct writer, um, which means I only represented one company, right? And so I started with them and had quite a bit of success with them and wasn't looking for a position. But then uh, one of my clients was working with an independent insurance agency. They were looking for a sales producer. Um, and I met with them and I decided that at that point that that was a great opportunity for me to not represent one company and what I felt like was worked for that company, right? Because unless the person or business fit inside that company's box, I didn't have any other option for them. So switching mm. to the independent side gave me the flexibility to actually represent my client and go out there and shop around with many different you know, insurance carriers to find the right fit and the coverages for what they needed, and then also find the most competitive price that I could or that made sense. So I really appreciated that aspect of actually working for the client instead of just representing that one carrier. Yeah, I love that. I want to I ask some more about that. But before I get to that question, though, you said something a little earlier about that, trans, that transition from 2008 when you lost your job had to be kind of a painful moment, uh, an unnerving moment for sure, that you said you researched places where um, you could, well, how did you exactly say that? You researched places that where you could, that what exactly did like, you research? Yeah, basically I was looking at, you know, revenue streams or income that was a residual, it, residual, residual income. Yeah, right, because I think so how did you, you go ahead. How did you actually research that? How did, well, I just, did you I, I, I basically Google? Googled, yeah, like residual income, right? And what, what's a list okay. of all the different things that you could do, right? And some sales positions, right? Like I had other friends that were in sales that basically that as long as clients kept buying the product that they would get paid commissions on, on those products year after year. But a lot of times that's not necessarily true when we're in a W-2 uh, position, mm. you know, a lot of times you work hard, right? And and you do a great job. And at the end of the year, you know, you basically start all over. You're not reaping the benefits 
you know, the next year or two years or three years or four years down the road. And I heard a speaker, uh, I think it was Weldon Long, I want to say was his name. And I was at a conference where he was speaking and he had this statement that said the employee-employer relationship is a conflict of interest. And if you see it as anything else, you're probably wrong. And if you think about it, what he said was, as an employee, we want to earn more and more, right? We want to earn more money. We want to do better. But as an employer, they want to pay you less and less, right? And they expect you to do more and more. And so that really hit home for me that as long as I was working for someone else, that I was never probably going to get where I wanted to be, or they were going to require things that I didn't want to do. And so that just kind of hit home for me that maybe I needed to find a different avenue to mm. pursue my dreams, right? To go after what I want. Yeah, that's a huge learning as you're listening to Jason uh, describe his journey. The employer-employee relationship is a conflict of interest. So many of you are listening to this and you've been thinking about going out on your own and the benefits of being your own boss. Um, you know, and with that comes freedom and um, you set your own schedule, you make decisions that are in your best interest. But what also um, comes as a result of that is some of us are actually built to be the, uh, the one who employs others. Some of us are built to be um, an entrepreneur, to start our own thing. Some are built to be employees. And they're okay with that. They're okay. And you say W2, right? right. And we're not, we're not saying uh, with this podcast that everybody should go start their own thing. No. By any means. No, absolutely. But for those of you, but those of you who know that you're stuck in a position and there's a conflict of interest and you're working really hard to help someone else achieve their dreams, and you know that you have something to offer that's of your own and you want to be in charge. We're trying to just encourage you to take the steps forward um, to explore that at the very least or to make it happen. Um, and so that's the that's the whole purpose of this podcast. That's the whole purpose of uh, the Dream Accelerator is to help empower people to do that, to move forward anyway. Um, you talked earlier about this gap um, in the insurance industry in particular where um, a lot of insurance salesmen are, are selling a particular product. And yeah. you said you saw a gap. You wanted to represent the client. Yeah. You wanted to represent the business and shop around and get the best, um, the best for them. Tell me more about that gap in the industry that you're in and yeah. why C4, what C4 does to actually solve that problem. Well, again, I, you know, after start, starting with a direct writer where I represented one carrier, and then I switched to being a W-2 for an independent agents, uh, agency, I really found the value. And, and really, I love to help people. I like to explore and do whatever I can to, to find solutions for each problem, right? Because one carrier may want a specific type of client and this another carrier may not want that type of client. So having the flexibility to find the right fit for someone, that's very rewarding for me. And, you know, um, C4 was developed because I had worked for a few different independent agencies 
um, and really kind of gotten the rug pulled out from underneath me a couple times. Um, and, and basically, I, I just was fed up with kind of how things were run and just kind of a, a, a kind of a cliff notes version of what happened. That first independent agency that mm-hmm. I was working with, I was supposed to become part owner of that agency. Um, and three weeks, a few weeks before that was supposed to happen, they ended up selling to another large agency in the Madison area. And so that just kind of pulled the rug out from under me. I was totally unexpected. I went to work for this other agency after interviewing with them. And and I knew it wasn't going to be a fit, but I had a very short turnaround time to try and find something. So I went to work with them for about a year. Did fine, did, you know, it was great, but their, their philosophy and uh, approach to business was just very different than what mine was. And I just didn't feel like, that was a good fit for me. I just didn't want to be there. And so at that time, I, I left and uh, started with another agency that had approached me about working with them because I had developed a unique insurance program for which I was the only agent in the Midwest that could offer that, which is very unique in the insurance world. Um, and so I went to work for them. And, and I'll be honest, I was in the process of building a house and moving multiple times during that year. Um, and and I'll be honest, I didn't do a very good job for them. I mean, I did okay, but I I, I wasn't really vested in what was going on there. Um, they decided to make some, some changes in their focus and focus more on employee benefits and onboarding, uh, you know, employees with, with various companies. And that just wasn't an interest of mine. So we decided to part ways. And at that time, I was just very frustrated with the insurance industry in general. And I decided, well, and honestly, if it wasn't for my wife, I, I'm not sure where I'd be right now. So I really have to give credit to her because she had already owned her business for, I think it was like, I don't know, 20 some years, right? And she was mm-hmm. encouraging me, you need to do your own thing. You have to go, you have to do your own thing, right? And so at that time, I decided either I'm going to stick in insurance and do my own thing, or I'm getting out of the insurance industry altogether and do something else. Um, and so because of my frustration, um, and this, it's kind of funny, I guess, but maybe not, it depends on how you look at it, but I just said, I really right. wanted to change the industry. I said, I wanted to blow up the industry. I, I really wanted to change how things were approached, how people looked at insurance and no matter what industry you're in, I think there's, there's bad apples out there that kind of ruin it for all of us. Right. And there's people that mm-hmm. are ethical and do things, maybe not the way that most of us would probably appreciate. And so I just really wanted to change that. And so C4 was come up with because I wanted to just change the industry. I wanted to blow it up. I wanted to make it different. I wanted to make a difference, right? And so I couldn't really say that as a as a <laughs> company tagline, like blowing up blow the industry. Up you know, so I can't, <laughs> that's really... I can't do that. So we had to come up with a real meaning for C4. And after thinking about it, I really thought about what's really important to me, right? And, and it's that we care about our clients, that we really ask the questions to make sure that we're getting things correct, first and foremost. Not every client needs the same coverages. We're competitive, right? That's the second C, because we can shop around. We can find the right fit for each client's needs. And, and we do offer complete coverage, right? Because that's the mm-hmm. third C. We, we offer home, auto, business, and life insurance with many different carriers. And then the last C is coverage, right? Because that's really what we're providing is, is it's carrying complete uh, competitive coverage, right? And so 
that it's the four C's, right? That really kind of hit home for me and, and it really explained things well. So it worked out well in the end. The, the uh, original intent was just to make a difference, right? Yeah. So uh, the first time I talked to you uh, at lunch uh, here in Madison, I, I did not know what C4 meant. There's a, so C4 actually is, a, a bomb right like a explosive that's yeah, plastic that blows explosive. it's plastic explosives right plastic yeah. explosives is a yeah. c4 yeah. so you're yeah. saying it without saying it i i love that so this is really cool because a lot of entrepreneurs um and they don't realize this until they they do a retrospective um there is there's something wrong that they're fixing they have a passion, they have skill set, they see a need, something's wrong, they want to fix it. I love how that's in your personal DNA. Back in high school, you love to take things apart, we could say blow them up, right. um, and then put them back together where they make sense, right? And so you're actually using that DNA, that way of approaching life in this business. You recognize something in your niche in your industry that what does 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 not work for the client yeah and you wanted to develop something better wanted to change it blow it up uh, make it better and so that launched this dream and you're not just any other uh insurance salesman um you are solving a problem would you like to say anything more about the problem you're solving with your first, dream first i want to say that's an interesting perspective because i never really thought about it until you just said that where even back in the day even as a kid growing up i loved to tear things apart and try to fix them and try and solve problems right and i never really uh, i guess associated that with insurance and kind of what i do now so that was a very interesting perspective but but uh, as far as fixing problems now like I said, we're, we're not the best fit for everyone. And if we're not, we'll tell clients that, right? And, and I think people are shocked by that. Many times when, when we see that someone's got the appropriate coverage, um, that their premium is, you know, in line with what we'd say, we, you know, a lot of times we'll say, hey, we're not a good fit for you. Your coverages are good. Your premium is good. And they're blown away by that because we're not trying to sell them, you know? So we really focus yeah. on the education part. Um, and really trying to focus on helping people because because we're not looking for the person that's shopping to save $3 a month, right? We want lifetime clients. We want long-term friendships. We want to build that trust with our clients. And a lot of times when we tell people, hey, we're not a good fit for you, they're calling us next year and they're saying, hey, we really want to work with you. Will you look at this again? My price went up. Will you take a look at this again and see if there's something you can do? And I think just being honest and living by the golden rule and just treating people the way that we want to be treated. I think that goes a long way. And I think that gets lost uh, today. You know, I just, the, I think service and respect for people is just gone by the wayside in many, many aspects of life. And it's kind of a shame. So. Yeah. I love your focus on education too. I would think that that's a gap. That's something that's broken in the industry uh, that, I don't understand insurance. I mean, I don't get it. And you take time to help people, educate people. 
Um, you want them to know why they're doing what they're doing, not just delivering the goods to them and uh, taking their money and they have no clue what it's about. Yeah, I mean, it's not uncommon, especially in this area, right, in the Midwest here, where a client's been with the same carrier for 20, 30, 40 years, right? And they've just been mm -hmm. with them and they just keep paying that premium and coverages that were good 40 years ago, they're not good anymore, right? And so a lot of times if people tell me who what carrier they have, I can tell them what their coverages are before I even look at the policy because they write the same coverage for every single person. And I think that's a mm. disservice to the client because is the agent really asking probing questions to say, do we need this? Do we need to add other coverages? You know, is there stuff on there that we don't need, right? So mm. it's just a shame because it's not a one-size-fits-all product. Right. So take me back to 2008. Yeah. Abby's, Abby's no doubt um, watching you struggle. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there. I'm sure there was a struggle uh, for men in particular. There's a struggle when we stop working or lose our job. Our our identity is so wrapped up in what we do. So there's that dark season of the soul, so to speak, sometimes. And you're struggling to try to figure out what's next. She's trying to encourage you. Talk to me and share with our listeners some of the emotions you went through in the in between time the cutting off what was not knowing what's coming feeling a nudge and a calling to do something different but not sure what it is yet with crystal clarity what kind of fears what kind of emotions did you go through in that moment yeah i mean you you hit so many things right there right you know you hit on so many good topics and and i think as men you know i think you know, we're, we're told not to be emotional, trying, you know, don't show your true feelings. Don't, you shouldn't cry, you know, like, you know, be tough. Right. And, and, and I got let go when I got let go in 08, it was like literally in the middle of December, right before the holidays. And, and mm. so it's just a horrible time. I just felt completely defeated. Um, as a man, I just felt like I was letting my family down because I was one of the, I was the major breadwinner at that time. And now I, you know, although I had unemployment, I, it, I just, I, I had pretty much always worked multiple jobs growing up all of my adult life through college, you know, even, even as, as, as we started a family, I was working multiple jobs to help support my family and to get where we wanted to be financially. And so to lose my main source of income, I mean, it was, it was crushing to my ego. I mean, I just felt like I was letting everybody down. Um, and then, then you just, you feel like you're almost forced to scramble to replace that, right? Mm -hmm. um, like you're just like, I just got to take whatever comes. Like, I just have to accept whatever is going to be thrown my way. And, and honestly, again, I have to give credit to my wife that pushed me um, to, to, to really kind of go after my dreams, even though, you know, I didn't start my business many years until I had been in the insurance industry. You know, I got into insurance because, like I said, that residual income was something that attracted me to that. Um, and I wish now that I would have started in the insurance industry much earlier than I did. Um, it's just an aging workforce uh, and there's not many young people going into it. So I wish I would have started much sooner, but yeah, I, th I think you go, you run the full emotional gamut when you're, when you're, when you're forced to just find something else. 
And I think yeah. so many people just jump to whatever's quick and easy, right? Without really thinking about what do I really want? Maybe this is an opportunity to, to figure things out, right? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe now I've got some time to, to reassess. So I think you touched on a couple of things that are really important for our listeners. One is um, how many of you listening today can relate to what Jason's saying in that you wish you would have done it sooner. Uh, How many of us have to wait until we get forced out of the nest to take the the jump instead of being proactive in doing it? Um, Fear keeps us in the nest so often. And so if there's anything in Jason's story today to encourage you to get out of that nest where you feel trapped or you feel like it's not a good fit, but you're just going along because you're trying to make a living. Um, Listen to his story and consider that there's much more on the horizon than just making a living. There's actually employing your gifts and your capacity and your passion to help someone else solve um, a problem in their life, uh, resolve a pain point in their life. And maybe you're being called to do that. And there's no way you're going to do that if you don't take this step forward. So listen to Jason today and um, be encouraged in that. So Abby was a huge support to you to move forward anyway, in spite of the fears, spite of the hesitancy. Um, who else helped you? What, what else helped you move forward anyway? You know, I think that one of the points I, I think I should make here is, you know, Abby supported me right from the start, but it's friends and family. And I think uh, just encouragement from a lot of people, right? And I had a lot of longtime friends that said, you know, you're going to be successful no matter what you're going to do, but mm-hmm. try to surround yourself because there's always going to be those naysayers that are always going to put you down and you're crazy for doing this. And so I think, you know, a part of that story that we need to, I guess, that I want to explain is. So when I was when I was let go in 2008, I started in insurance, right? I, I built that book of business from zero, right? I had to start from scratch. And then when I left that uh, into that direct writer um, later in 2009, so a year and a half later, I started all over from zero again a second time, right? And so then after that agency merged with another one and I left there, I started from zero again. Um, <laughs> And then about a year and a half later, when I left the other agency to start C4, I started from zero again. So I think resilience and just consistency and trusting in in, in what you believe, right? And, and being good at what you do, right? I think uh, if your listeners are listening, I mean, really try to find something that you enjoy doing, right? We hear it all the time, but it, it's not so much work, right? Uh, if you really enjoy what you're doing, it just doesn't seem like work. And so everyone's like, I can't believe you started from zero, basically four times. Right. And so um, I think the moral of the story is don't be afraid, right. Is the fear is always going to be there, but if you're good at what you do and you really believe in what you're doing, you're going to figure out a way to make it work. Right. Yeah. And I'm just trying to think of a, I'm trying to think of another C word because the four is also interesting. It's not just home, auto, business, life, caring, competitive, complete coverage. It's that you started ground zero four times. Yeah, right. Right. 
you cleared the threshing floor four times. Yeah. And so the entrepreneur's journey has a lot of starts and stops and redirects, realignments. And even after you started C4, I'm sure you've had a lot of things that have changed. You've had yeah. to adapt, yeah. right? You've had to say, we're not doing it that way anymore because that's not working. And you had to find, you had to find a new way. Yeah. Um, it's constant. Yeah, change is constant, right? I mean, and and if that scares you, then you're going to be paralyzed by change, right? And so you just got to roll with the punches and and kind of figure it out as you go. But you know, I started C4 in 2017, and then in 2019, I merged with Scott Petersburg, uh, which was a great move. We had known each other for like 15 years, and we built an amazing team. And I mean, we're just growing and. I think it's all because we all have the same mentality and approach to business and insurance and just dealing with people. We all have a very similar personality. I spend more time with the people that I work with than I do with the people at home, which is kind of sad to say, but um, I don't mind coming to the office. I love the environment that we work in. And when we're interviewing people to work here, it's very important to me that they're going to fit the chemistry here and not change the camaraderie that we have here because we like to joke and laugh around and have a good time as much as what we do is very serious. I don't think that if you, if, if you can't have a good time doing what you're doing, it's going to be a, it, I think it's going to get very frustrating and old after a while. So you got to enjoy yeah. what you're doing. What are the challenges that you're facing today as you approach 2023? What are the big, the big things that you're going to have to resolve this coming year? Um. Well, we're in the process of purchasing another agency, so that always comes with some some growing pains and just making sure that that those clients have been served the same way that we would serve our own clients. And so going through all of that, um, we're always looking for, for new staff and talent uh, to bring into our agency. And right now in the, the current workforce, it's very difficult to find the right people. Mm. Um, so I think that's always a challenge, but I think just growing um, and maintaining our current path, that's our primary focus, right? Is to just continue to do a good job um, and just keep growing. Um, so yeah, just keep doing what Perfect. we're doing. Yeah. So that, that's awesome. Um, so the listener is listening to this. They're starting to get a little bit of a spark in their their heart about doing something different. Maybe their idea is a little fuzzy, but they know they need to do something different. So they're willing to take those next steps. But as soon as this uh, podcast is over, uh, real life hits and the pressures of making a living come to bear. And they give in to the second, they're tempted to give in to the second voice, which usually says something like, ah, it's not the right time to do this, or you don't have what it takes, or take the safe route. You never can depend on the new thing. It might not work out. All those doubts that come in that, that tend to pull us back and to begin to think, I, I shouldn't do this. What would you like to say as a final word in this podcast to that listener? I, I, there's two thoughts that come to mind when it comes to what you just asked, right? Um, there's one from my father when I was talking about trying to be ready to have a family. 
I said, look, I want to be financially ready. And he goes, look, if you wait till you're financially ready to start a family, you'll never have a family. And he said, you, you just got to do it and you figure it out and you make it work. The other one is a quote, and I don't know who mm. said it. It's been said many times, but uh, if you want something you don't already have, you have to do something that you haven't already done, right? And so that just always rings true for me. Like you can't, you can't wish you're over here, right? But keep doing the same things that are never going to get you there. You have to take a step outside the box. You have to do something that you haven't already tried. Don't be afraid to fail, right? Was it Thomas Edison? They said you failed a thousand times yeah. to make a light bulb. He goes, I, he learned, he said, I learned a thousand ways not to make a light bulb, right? He got there. Yeah, right. So, so, you know, the thing is, is you just can't be afraid to try. I think, you know, and whether you start writing it down on paper, talk to a friend, talk to someone that's going to be supportive, bounce some ideas off of each other, right? And say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Talk to Jeff. Jeff is a great resource, right? Talk to someone that's going to support and encourage these movements, right? These thoughts, these actions, and someone that's going to hold you accountable to actually taking steps towards it. It's the only way you're going to get there. Um, and that's so luckily beautiful. I, I, luckily, I had the support, you know, from my wife and some friends that just encouraged me to just chase those dreams. And I, I can't thank them enough to this day, to be honest, because I wouldn't be here if I wouldn't have been pushed or pushed myself to keep going, you know? That's awesome. That's two great points. Great feedback. Thank you so much for encouraging our listeners today and sharing your story. Um, I want to give you a chance right now where, and if you're watching the video of this podcast, uh, you can see it. It's plastered all over behind his head. Uh, the logo and the four C's and his name and the phone number and website address. But if someone wants to get in touch with you, and they're not watching the video, how can they get in touch with you, Jason? So our, to learn more our, about what you're up to. Yeah, our website address is just c4ins.com. Uh, my email is jason at c4ins.com or our office phone number uh, 608-824-7267 or we have another number that's also listed, but 608-824-7267. You know, if like I said, we're here to help educate and and be a resource. So, and you work you work with people outside of Wisconsin, don't you? Yes, I mean we're licensed in I think seven states right now, and we do have some products that we can offer nationwide. So, okay, awesome. And I, I'm assuming, knowing you and knowing your heart, if there's someone that wants to talk more about the journey you've taken to launch your own business and the other three businesses. <laughs> uh, lessons learned in doing that, um, yeah. that they could reach out to you and talk to you about that, but being an entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to email me or give me a call, maybe just let me know where, where you heard me from. Um, but yes, I'm more than happy to talk. Yeah. See, I heard you and Jeff, uh, on the move forward anyway, podcast. Uh, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, uh, brother it's great talking with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time, uh, to bless our audience, our listeners. And uh, hope as you're listening here, uh, you won't wait because I don't want you to regret years later saying, I wish I would have done this a long time ago. Take that step today. Um, even if it's a side hustle step, take it. Start exploring. Start experimenting. Uh, keep your day job if you want to, but, but start trying the new thing uh, that's 
emerging in your heart to do because the world needs it. The world needs your dream to come true. So thanks again, Jason, for joining us. Thank you, Jeff. Have a great day. Hey, fellow dreamer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, jeffmeyer.org, for all of the show notes and links. And when you're ready to move from overthinking about your dream to actually taking action on it, consider joining the Dream Accelerator community. Our clients are getting crystal clear on their dream with our Dream Generator Vivid Description 5-Step Process. They're discovering the truth about fear and how to use it as fuel to take courageous steps in the right direction. And most importantly, they are walking a clear path forward because they have made an investment in themselves to confidently realize their dreams. The results are so inspiring. Having coaching and companions on the dream journey is crucial. Remember, fear will come, fear will stay. Move forward anyway.